You're listening to Biscuit Dough Radio. We tell the stories that nobody asked for. So you don't have to. That's right, everybody. Welcome to Biscuit Dough Radio. Uh, I'm Matt, that's Chris, and we're going to do this thing. What are we doing this again? What do Uh, we do? Yeah, I can't remember what my thing was. We do what they don't want. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. We do what you don't want, so you don't have to. Wait. Something to that effect. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be in the little intro thing again. I don't have to remember anything. It's the magic. The magic of editing and podcasting all right mm-hmm. so um this week we have an exponential amount of uh submissions for prompts so we're just gonna hop right into it i think that's probably the best way of doing things i i mean today uh has been a day where literally nothing has worked for me and i'm just looking forward to making really really dire short films to express my distaste with uh the way the day has gone so far so be, be uh... yeah that the, the whole microphone debacle just uh took a lot of wind out of my sails so um, <laughs> i'm ready to just make whatever i can whatever tragedies i can come up with right now <laughs> yes and if and if you uh listening to this podcast are not satisfied with the audio quality um then uh consider supporting us in some fashion by uh sending yeah, us can, that you money can email us you can email us and uh we'll send you a link to our uh paypal, PayPal. Stuff, you know? yeah do those things yes <clears throat> come come find one of us when we're streaming which hopefully will be happening again here in the next couple of days after this is released i don't know when this is coming out but we might already i might already be back on the streaming yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, we we also stream video games and things on our uh, Twitch channel and our Facebook page. And, and that show, I guess you would call it, is called Scribby TV. Uh, and so I'll post a link to that in the uh, episode description as well so that you can follow along with some of the other shenanigans we get up to. But uh, now that I've officially lied to you and said, let's just hop right into it. Uh, now we can actually hop right into it. Um, you, know, you, know, you know we never accomplish things immediately. <laughs> and, we, and we're certainly not men of our words. <laughs> we fuck around for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Got to get the juices flowing. That's right. Um, there's nothing more awkward than talking to a, a blank screen and, and trying to be funny with it. So let's do this thing. Um, a blank screen? I'm talking to a bunch of words on my screen. Why is your he, screen blank? Uh, well, because I don't like looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So um, this week we are going to dabble in a few of the prompts sent by various people. And the first prompt that we have was sent in by our good friend Vinny. Um, uh, thank you, Vinny, for this. The five-word prompt that was sent to us is the question, but was I really dead? That is a good one, Vineyard. Um, <laughs> Vineyard? Oh, no. I'll go ahead and let you take the first uh, kick on this one since I did the first last time. All right. 
So, I mean, at, at first take, I'm looking at it, but was I really dead? And for some reason, I'm I'm feeling a bit of um, Groundhog Day vibes, uh, and and I don't know why, but I'm gonna try and steer clear of of that because I I'm trying my best to avoid uh, the Buried Alive movie with Ryan Reynolds. Oh damn! Or um, I've never seen that one, but I love Ryan Reynolds. It's, uh, or there's the um, Adrian Brody movie where he uh, keeps like, going inside of a body bag and it teleports him through time. So I have to avoid that too. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking premise. You know, I'm starting to feel bad about the premises that, you you know, or like the, the ideas for movies that we come up with. But that one just sounds... <laughs> Let me just get in this body bag. I mean, it it was good because it Keira Knightley and it was I saw it at the time when I had a huge crush on her. So like, uh, this movie's pretty cool, but nice. You know. <laughs> yeah, we've all been influenced to like really dumb things for the sake of a of a love unrequited. <laughs> I love the movie Jack with uh, Robin Williams because I have a crush on Diane uh, Lane and is it Diane Lane? Yeah, and uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> well, yeah. hell yeah dude i i get that um all right so we see a uh, a person um of indiscriminate gender and and race and class and now i'm talking in D D. Um, no, uh, so he's, he's a paladin and he's, uh, <laughs> and he's wondering if he's really dead. <laughs> the end. <laughs> what a terrible God, movie. Damn, what a good hit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's try this again. <laughs> it's not off to a good start as they always never are. That is right. Always never. Um, all right, so this person is uh, wandering the streets of Chicago, and it is the Windy City, and there's uh, newspapers that are blowing around, and it's, uh, let's just say it's like um, 1940s Chicago. And I'm going to they... stop you real quick. I don't like the way you say Chicago. You say I'm Chicago. sorry? <laughs> I don't like the way you say Chicago. Well, you why say... would you say Chicago? Uh, what are you talking Chicago. about? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say China, you say China. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever heard anyone say, hey, come on down to Chicago? <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't uh, believe you. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Blustery streets of Chicago. <laughs> and <laughs> Chicago. That feels and, better. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to do it that way too. Very emphatic. Um, and. Uh, uh, it, their hands are thrust in the pockets of their uh, long trench coat and their fedora is um, uh, precariously perched on the front of their head because they don't want it to blow off. And um, it's like I'm getting like a gritty noir feel to it. And, uh, you know, the the narrator or, or the character comes in and narrates uh, the things that are going on. And uh, they are on the hunt for the person that they are are tailing trying to investigate something that's going on and the narrator expresses that this person uh is dangerous and that they need to be on their their guard and they need to be on the lookout for things and as they're walking through uh they get 
uh, into a, a, a kerfuffle. They get into a, a, a scrape, a scrap, a scrap. Yeah, that's it. They get into a scrap with, uh, uh, I am, I just, uh, went on, on, uh, the Cambridge dictionary website and listened to how they pronounce Chicago. And it's Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty damn close. I did. However, it. however, the f- the first thing Google shows is there's a lot of debate over whether it's a ch or sh sound. So, <laughs> well, see, there you go. It's not unfounded. <laughs> so anyway, uh, faceless assailant uh, jumps from the alleyway, proceeds to attack our protagonist, and. In the scuffle, uh, a gunshot is heard, and the unknown assailant runs off into the distance while this person uh, stumbles to the ground and and is dealing with uh, what the effects you are led to believe are a bullet wound. And jump cut, they are uh, alive and well, and they meet this small boy, and this small boy says that uh, he's some form of medium and that he, um, you know, he can have conversations with dead people. And uh, wait a minute. Why do I feel like I've heard this one? Maybe I'm just... (laughs) A little boy that's a medium? Yeah, yeah. He's like a medium. um, And we could, like, cast him as, like... Uh, he might he might have played the character in a RPG featuring Disney characters. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I'm just seeing like Haley Joel Osment. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, That's no, weird. but like, but like now nowadays, Haley Joel Osment <laughs> play, playing a child. Uh... <laughs> so my neighbor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, that one's not gonna work. Um, let's cut back. Uh, dude gets shot and dies in the alleyway, and uh, and then he thinks to himself, "But was I really dead?" And the answer is no, he wasn't really dead. He heals perfectly well. He goes on, uh, and I can, now I'm using he pronouns, but it, it could be anybody. And That's they, just a normal movie about a guy living it, his normal <laughs> life. <laughs> he, he just he just gets ass- assaulted and then like gets up goes to the hospital and then the rest of the movie is just him being like hmm, that was weird huh <laughs> yeah. uh and then a twist he's actually a vampire so yes he was dead but he's not dead because he's undead and that's it mike that's, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna try it again after yours, but I, I couldn't go anywhere with that. I just I had nothing. I was totally uh, it was a total void when I thought of it, and um, maybe it was because of the word "dead" that I instantly jumped to that classic Haley Joel Osment film. I don't know the name of that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't sound like a real thing. Oh well, it you know maybe that's our money maker. That's the movie we make. <laughs> okay, so. There's, uh, there's, there's, it's gonna start the same as yours, but there's a kerfuffle in a no! street. Say it and, isn't so. And uh, a man is robbing another individual, and they, uh, he shoots him, takes his things, and leaves him there to die. And then it, the rest of it follows the man who robbed the other 
and like things keep happening around him like spooky shit like things falling down and like weird stuff going on in his apartment and stuff and uh he just keeps kind of getting more and more dangerous things happening around him like knives flying at him and shit and just before he's about to take some sort of serious uh injury the guy he shot pops up and the guy's like i thought you were dead and the guy responds but was i really dead and he kills him oh man (laughs) who saw that coming (laughs) (laughs) certainly not that guy (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i got mine i got mine here here's my good one all right um we we open on um strange almost indiscernible uh camera angles that depict a blinding white room and uh a window overlooking what appears to be somebody who is in like some form of asylum and uh they are being told it's okay you've died but this is the afterlife you're going to be okay. And of course, that begs the question, am I really dead if I'm truly experiencing these things? Like, what is what is to say that I am dead? And so um, this person, uh, not believing the fact that they are dead, uh, because all evidence is to the contrary, they, they attempt to escape this room, this asylum of sorts, um, and through, you know, a, 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 a worker at this asylum opens the door to the room and comes in and there's a kerfuffle and the patient escapes and is running down the hall, but the, the hall is like unnaturally long and growing and they're continuing down this hallway and they hear these voices that are like telling them they need to come back and that it's going to be okay. There's no need to get all romperu, which is a word I've just made for what they're getting. And they push their way into another door and breathe a heavy sigh of, of relief and panic as they feel as though they've escaped. And when they turn around, they're in the same room they were in. And the person is still there that they just beat up. Uh, and they're like, see, I told you, you're dead. There's no reason to try and escape. And this is this is the afterlife. And the person uh, finally succumbs to the wishes of the the uh, person working there. And through a conversation with this person who reveals themselves to be uh, the liaison between worlds and through this conversation they have, they are uh, set to determine where they're supposed to go. And all of this is leading you to believe like, yeah, indeed this person is dead and needs to be, uh, you know, do the thing, go, go on with their life kind of deal. And the person makes one final uh, trip out of that room and is led down the hallway. But when they look, they see that, there's somebody else there who is trying to escape and is doing a decent job of it. And so they slink away unseen and follow this other person down the unnaturally long hallways. 
and that person breaks out and the person this our our protagonist is like what's beyond these walls what will i find out there it must be the real world and when they open the door they realize that it's actually homer simpson's head and they're all yellow no i'm just kidding we're not doing that uh they break (laughs) they break open (laughs) the door and it's this crazy hellscape through the doorway um that just leads into a never-ending pit and they fall and descend into this pit and when they uh close their eyes and open it they wake up and they were not actually dead and they're like all yellow and they wake up and they're like oh man i really wasn't dead that's incredible oh i'm so happy and they they're uh... in their they're in their room and then and they Cole walk plays, out of their cold plays playing on their radio. No, we can't do this. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and, and so they wake up in their room and they see all of their things and they're all satisfied with that. And they're like, Oh man, Oh good. I'm so glad that was the craziest dream. And then when they walk out of their room and open that door, they open it into the white room again. And they see the man that they talked to sitting at the table. And then we get a close up of their eye and a tear runs down their cheek. And that's the end. There it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. There it is. I got See, one more for this. Because you never know. Were they actually dead? Were they just going crazy in the asylum? Like you never get the full answer of <laughs> are they really dead? But like that is the question. And that's for you to find out when you die. <laughs> if you walk into a big white room. Did you? With, did you? Did you? Were, were you dead? <laughs> with Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> He's there too. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's a person who gets hit by a yellow bus. (laughs) (laughs) That that old chestnut. (laughs) And uh, they go to the hospital, and the hospital declares them dead. But the entire time they had the ability to be aware of their surroundings, they, like, in their mind, they can hear and see everything that's happening around them, but they cannot respond. And the hospital has said that they're dead. So things get underway. They get taken away to the coroner. And the coroner does things with them, prepares their body. There's a funeral. The entire time at the funeral, they're laying there in the casket while their loved ones are over them. And they're aware of all of it. And then they go to get buried. And uh, they are still aware of all of that. And then they uh, finally get the ability to move. And they break themselves out of the casket, crawl out of the dirt, and they're a zombie. There you go. And they start eating people. And then, and then <laughs> That's world... a classic zombie movie. And then the world ends. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually like this idea because, like, you know, everybody is, is kind of like... Um, uh, dualistic uh, or you know like that death is like a binary thing for most people like either you die and nothing happens or you die and you go somewhere but like Mm -hmm. what happens if you die and you just stay in your body still have yeah you still have consciousness the entire time (laughs) so like they get buried and they're laying there and they can hear like the muffled sounds of the people like coming to visit them and talk to them at their grave so they they stay there as as like their body deteriorates and they're uh they're brain matter starts breaking down like they slowly start losing connectivity to the world but 
within that entire course of time, they're aware of like the world passing by around them and the people that are above them crying over their grave and everything. Yeah, or or it could even be like a even like a, a bit more lighthearted than that. Like they're laying there and they're listening to these things and then they're coming to that realization of like, holy shit, like this is my eternity. I'm just going to be here in this spot, just like stuck forever. And then they hear like a, hey, hey, man, you knew. And they're like, what? And so like they push their consciousness to respond and they're like, yeah, I guess so. And he's like wow, man, I've, I've been here for a long time. And then they recognize like it's the consciousness of another person that's buried next to them. And so like they have these conversations with other buried people who like tell their stories about the, their lives and the people that they loved or whatever that come to visit. And there's like that crotchety old man who's like, I haven't had anybody visit me in years. Like, And, the, and then the, 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 the bottom of the casket pops open and they drop into like an Oh my God. That's an amazing. underground party where there's like bones and stuff dancing around. It's like it's like an underground <laughs> speakeasy for dead people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the 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 government and like the world like leaders always knew that that was happening, so they built all that into the coffins, and they just never told anyone. So they just have their underground society. <laughs> That's amazing, and it's not like a scary <laughs> zombie movie or anything, you know. No, it's, it's, got... it's just uh, undead, rotting people hanging out and having a good time, and like, <laughs> then it could become like a noir thing where like the person that died was a detective in their living life, but now they're a detective underground trying to solve the mysteries for the undead people. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the mysteries of like, <laughs> what do we do now? Well, like I, so, I like <laughs> someone stole my femur. <laughs> <laughs> I can't walk without this femur. Uh, I, I kind of like the parallels that it, it shows between like the way we live our lives now, where like you know most people work until they're like sixty or whatever, and then they retire, and that's like the moment they actually live. But it's like no, life was actually your work, and then when you die, that's like retirement, and you just, just party time. Yeah, <laughs> when you just go into like this really lewd, like just <laughs> devil may care kind of lifestyle that you have after you die, and it's like this is the best. And, you no longer have concerns about eating or shelter or anything, so you're <laughs> you, just having fun. <laughs> you, you die, you die, and you go to like an afterlife timeshare, and like people. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, like the question still is like, did they really die? Like, are they really dead? Because yeah, no, I mean, they're still there. <laughs> yeah, you just you just die long enough to come back. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I can see like uh it, it'll have like a Fast and Furious style uh uh fucking legacy because there'd just be like eight or nine movies of just whatever just happens after they die. Of side characters and everything. Yeah, and it'll be like episode two, the reunion when like their children die and join them, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous!" And, and stuff. <laughs> but you know, though, like not everybody who dies has people that actually are happy. To see them again you know like after the fact oh, yeah because like the yeah, ramifications yeah. of somebody dying and then just not actually dying means like all of the people that are just like you know all the pos people out there in the world just continue living too then the uh the protagonist in the first movie's wife dies and she drops down there and she's like 
son of a bitch. I thought I was done seeing you. <laughs> or I like, was, I, I was moved, relieved that you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, she moved on after he died, and then her and her new husband die, and they come down, and he's like, "What the fuck, bro?" And then it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's his best friend. He's like, "What? What is going on?" <laughs> no. <laughs> and it becomes a lovers' quarrel. Yep. And then they steal his femur, and then he has to figure so, out who stole the femur. So, so each movie is a different genre. One is like romantic comedy of like his wife and her new husband coming down and him trying to win her back. You can have like the noir things. You can have the lighthearted comedies of them just having fun. <laughs> we just literally remake every movie that's ever been made, but but everybody's dead in the movie. Sounds perfect to me. <laughs> I'm into it, man. And then, like, what are the ramifications of, like, animals and stuff? Like, when they die, they just do the same thing? They have their own... Yeah, then we could have spinoffs for kids. Uh, it's uh, the animal... It's Pet cemetery, but it's happier. There you There's go. No one, buried, no one buried a baby in there. But uh, I'm sure someone did after Pet cemetery, so there might be babies down there with the pets. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Here's, here's what it is. No, this is what it is, man. So, like, animals don't do that because most of the time animals get eaten. And so, like, their consciousness just, like, absorbs into the consciousness of other people. And the moral of the story is, like, we need to start eating more humans because we have way too many undead humans in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> and if you eat them, there's more space. There, there's heavily populated uh, graveyards that are just, like, bodies on top of bodies in the underground area. <laughs> there's no space for anyone to move. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, they need to start incorporating, like, old-school video game rules, like when, when you kill a bad guy in a video game and their body disappears so that you can free up more space in the computer <laughs> to, to get more bad guys and stuff. It's like, yeah, you've got it. You have to do something with these. Before, you have to get rid of some of the corpses. Before we that's run out of space. <laughs> that's why, hell, dude, that's why Zion zombies eat people we figured it out <laughs> because they know what's on the other side and they're like, like Fuck this. You're, you're clogging out my party zone i need to get rid of you <laughs> that, that's what starts the zombie outbreak because they all come back and they're like i'm sick of these fuckers taking my land <laughs> and they, and that's it there's this rally down in the bottom underneath the graveyard where everybody's everybody's like all right listen john it's your turn to go up we need some people to go up there and eat people because I'm not going to live in this shithole for another <laughs> century, okay? You need to get up there and eat your relatives so that we can finally have some space down here. He's like, I'm on it. <laughs> and then he climbs up they're, they're, the talk- they're, they're all articulated and talking underground, but when he gets up above ground, Yeah, they got to keep up the facade because if he came up I'll, and started talking... I'll see you guys in a couple days. <laughs> 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 and he starts shambling. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's, there's you can't roles. let you can't let anyone you can't let the people know that there's a party down there. You, yeah, you it's want like to... vampires. You don't want society to know you exist because then they'll just exhume all the bodies and burn them all or whatever. No, the all the them. all the zombies are advocates for uh, cre- cremation, so they just have like little pieces of paper strapped to them that says burn yourself when you die. Like <laughs> 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 a zombie pro like picket line. They're out there with, with signs that say like burn your dead. <laughs> but they're all still acting like zombies so no one's enticed to come to them. <laughs> and they don't say brains when they chase people. They just say burns. Like, burn. <laughs> nobody understood, you know, because it's hard to articulate your voice when you have no tongue or whatever, but 
Uh, <laughs> is, is that the name of another movie? Sorry. That sounds like an old, like, bad B 80s horror movie. Sorry, you articulate your voice when you have no tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, dude. That's yeah. not, like in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the whole movie is just about someone who doesn't have a tongue and they're being attacked, but they can't articulate it. <laughs> well there you go that's an awful there we movie. go we I would just not, I, I would not watch we that just one. got another one <laughs> i would not watch that one that is not a movie i would be into but that sounds like you're that's right up your alley i like it yeah i i think we crushed the but it took us a while but we got there i think we really figured out <laughs> what was i really did the the real we, we have we have a whole franchise did. now yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's got like a playful like Disney Pixar feel to the storyline, and then like obviously it's not though because yeah, it's a... very violent and gory afterwards. <laughs> but it's also playful because they're just pretending to be brainless and dumb. Yep, and then yeah. afterwards, like they come down and they like punch in and punch out. You know? like, okay, well, like I ate them and killed them. Oh, it's your eating shift. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> That's it, man. That's that's what happens. That's what you don't see in The Walking Dead. Like after they kill those zombies, like they just get back up and crawl back into the ground, and they're like, "All right, cool. I got a couple of them, guys. It's up to you now." <laughs> that's it. That's it. dude. It's like Monsters Inc. for fucking zombies, though. You know, like <laughs> instead of doors, it's like graves that they dig themselves out of. They clock in, and then oh gosh, there's just the massive underground tunnels that leads to every graveyard. Yeah, and they just go wander over to whichever one they need to be at. Yeah, and they they like relocate and stuff for for um, just like see, change of scenery and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I, got a, I got a nice plot over in uh, you know, in Venice. It's gonna be great, man. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, cool. So yeah, thanks, Vinny. That was a a good time. And um, y- you know, if anybody's upset by what we said, then you can blame Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always do. <laughs> I do. That's just a rule of thumb. I do that in my life all the time, regardless. Um, so yeah, uh, our next uh, our next prompt comes from our good friend Joe, um, and he he actually Joe, sent us a Joe. few. Yo, Joe, G, uh, never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I'm actually just gonna we're just gonna pick one of them out of the the plethora that he gave us because you know we don't want to burn up all of our resources just yet. And uh, again, if you're interested in sending these and getting a shout out and having us ruin your well-meaning prompts, you can send those. To- <laughs> biscuit we like radio to, we like to have ideas in the pocket for the future yeah yeah we always keep a little bit of that pocket cheese you know um so <laughs> uh you can send those to biscuit radio at gmail.com and we will add it to the pool um and and you might be mentioned in the thing um so yeah joe sent us a few some of which are a little bit more problematic than others thanks joe <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna make a movie out of some of these uh but, <laughs> but if anybody can do it we can um but you you picked one <clears throat> excuse me you picked one of these yeah. actually and so i'm gonna let you go ahead and just introduce it and and go right in so the prompt for this one is favorite cereal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing when I think of favorite cereal is a little wait, child. Wait, oh wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna stop you right there. I- I'm gonna let you finish. But uh, what is your favorite cereal? I like cinnamon life. 
Oh, you know what? I think I had that once. I thought Warm. you were going to say cinnamon toast. Yeah, I thought you were going to say cinnamon toast crunch, and I was going to be all about that. But like, cinnamon life cinnamon is actually life. it's 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 subdued. It's not too sugary, but it's got that got them crystals in it. It's, that's the cinnamon baby. That's it. That's what's good. <laughs> not that you asked, but I, I really don't know what my favorite cereal is. I think the thing I go to most often is cinnamon toast crunch. But if I had to pick one that was a little I mean, different, than... you can see it is. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it also <laughs> supports cannibalism, which our zombie friends would like. Um, but it didn't used to. It was like some old chefs that used to be all about it. But then they started getting weird and the things were eating each other. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, I I would have to say Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. I just there's too many of them. It stresses me out. That, well, yeah, that's if you like to eat a lot of of a single thing. But well, I also even like even just pouring like a normal size bowl. You look at how many are in there, and you're like, God, so overbearing. And so and many it, small individual little pebbles. I have never met a cereal that sogs faster than Fruity Pebbles. Like that's that's the good thing about it because it gets all nice and soft and turns to the milk. That's what you're into. Flavor you, from party. You don't yeah, like I that like it when it gets. I don't. I I like like. You start out nice and crispy, but as you go, it gets softer, and you know the milk's going to be flavored afterwards. Oh yeah, I was going to. It's a whole. It's a whole experience. <laughs> I was going to suggest that you you adopt like the overnight oats thing, but instead of overnight oats, you just do overnight cereal where you pour just the soaking milk in the cereal. cereal. Yeah, overnight, and then you just get this nice soggy mush in the morning. No, no, no. For you, you and your well geriatric do. gums, like you can just gum that stuff down. Just hurts my mouth. It's too <laughs> sharp. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I have to do when I eat like Captain Crunch. Anyway, um, you were saying <laughs> you were okay. saying you open cool. up on a little boy. Little boy watching cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. It's got to be a better way to say that. We open up on a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> We pan in on a small child sitting in front of his TV watching Saturday morning cartoons when a commercial comes on. And it says, Hey kids, try this new cereal. It's delicious. And then it's a cartoon of like a little goblin running around with a bowl of cereal while a bunch of children are chasing it. Saying, give us back our cereal, asshole. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, that Saturday morning cartoon feel. It's, it's the breakfast. It's the breakfast asshole. That's the name of the creature. <laughs> That's the goblin. <laughs> it's the asshole goblin. And um, the little boy's like, Mommy, I need my cereal. I need the asshole cereal. So, um, so they go to the store and they get it. And he's sitting there eating it, just staring at the box. And it's got the asshole, uh, the cereal asshole on it. And the kids, the kids behind it. And he's just sitting there eating and eating and eating. And every day he eats a bowl. And then he gets another box and keeps eating. And then after a few boxes, he starts feeling strange one day while he's eating it. So he's like, oh, I might just go lay down in front of the TV and watch my cartoons. And while he's watching, he full, he like you see like all the color of his body start getting pulled away towards the TV. And then he his entire body gets shot into the TV. And then it's one of those. It's one of the commercials for the cereal, but he's one of the kids oh. chasing after the 
serial cool. asshole. <laughs> and I, are, are they are they little chocolate O's? <laughs> like the cereal is, is little chocolate O's. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the the kid the kid's trapped in the TV world with the cartoons, and he realizes that all the kids in the commercial were just like him. They just ate their favorite cereal, and it eventually pulled them into the world. And they're all trying to get the cereal because they were told if they got the bowl from the goblin, they could get out and go back home. But none of them ever do. No, it's just it's just a constant chasing. Because you can't change the formula. Yeah, because then be you the same commercial. Yeah, you you cut to uh, you open up on another little boy who's sitting there watching the commercial and sees the first little boy chasing it and is like, oh, I got to get that asshole. And then. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really problematic language in this movie. But, like... <laughs> but it gets the point across, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like, like you, you know, like the uh, Lucky Charms commercials over the years, there was different kids that were like, Fucking give me back the Lucky Charms, dick. How? Well, why do you think they're new kids? Because they were just getting new kids sucked into the TV. So, like, people just assume, like, oh, they, they must have just retired the old characters that they were using. But no, those characters just gave up. They're sitting by a cartoon tree somewhere just chewing on bark because... Because they can't get they the asshole. They don't know what to do. They're just, <laughs> I'm you know, stuck you... here. I'm just going to eat this tree and hope I die, but nothing can kill me because I'm a cartoon now. <laughs> well, you've introduced a really interesting idea that all commercials are just um, like capture devices for people who actually buy the product. So like yeah. the life alert thing, it's like old people buy the life alert thing and then they get sucked into the TV and they, they become the falling down. lady. <laughs> Ever fall. <laughs> <laughs> but were they really? <laughs> like, no, they, they were waiting for someone to come get them. <laughs> come kill them. <laughs> they, they need to. They need to be rescued. So that the, that's the life alert commercials. They have to be rescued so that they can get out of the TV. But since the commercials end before someone gets there, you never. They never get freed. Yeah, it's got a very, um, it's got a very like Freddy Krueger feel to it. Like if you you get in the dream or whatever, and you got to take it out of the dream, but you can't get out of the TV because every time somebody comes to get you out of the TV, they get stuck in the TV themselves. So, and every time that you're about to get out of the commercial through the task that you're given, the commercial ends, and then it starts over again. Oh, uh, and that's why all of like the media producers and stuff like that have a, a cutoff time for how long a commercial can be because they're like, no, we can't let these people out. It's free advertising. <laughs> yeah, because back in 1937, uh, Timmy Timmy Olsen caught the uh, uh, Sugar Crisp bear. Or no, Sugar Crisp got the cereal from Granny and they're like, well, shit. He's free now. And then there was just a bear hopped up on sugar that was killing people. And they're like, we can't let this happen again. It's actually a protective to... service that they have these, going on. These commercials anyone... have to be, they have to be shorter or else more sugar bears will get out. And we can't yeah. have that. Somebody's going to catch the asshole. And then we're going to have a goblin running around. <laughs> we're going to have a cereal asshole in the real world. <laughs> we can't have this. <laughs> we contained him once and we can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, it's like <laughs> it's like a strange like cryptozoological like uh, uh, monster of the week show where every week uh, an agency captures a new creature but somehow makes commercials for them for some it reason. Beco- it becomes a new product. Yeah, because <laughs> they make money off of it, obviously. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's money and it keeps it uh, buried away. That's why every cereal and stuff like that has like a little cartoon-like creature as the representation. Can you it. imagine if Tony the Tiger got loose? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what would this he world would play, be? He would play soccer with children, and it would be weird. Yeah, everybody'd be freaking weird and uh, weird. We, we can't. We can't have big tiger men playing soccer with kids. That's creepy. yeah. It's his neck. <laughs> Nobody likes that neckerchief, and they don't want it to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a fashion that I want. <laughs> <laughs> what would what, what would this world be if our kids wanted to wear neckerchiefs? <laughs> Everyone uh, look like Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> get these mascots out of here. Uh, all right, so I think we're agreed that when you see the term favorite cereal, it's got to be a monster movie. There's no, there's no other choice. It has to be monster. Because you just think of the creepy shit that was on the boxes when we were kids. It's true. It's true. Oh Who can't man, it's scary. All right, so here's. Here's my uh, here's my take on favorite cereal. We open up on a boy. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't keep it together for like two seconds on that one. Uh, uh, Looking at the back of the box of of uh, their favorite cereal that they're eating. And this favorite cereal is all about like um, these this alien life form that is trying to get a hold of UFOs which is what the cereal is called UFOs and it's little O's and it's cute. And I'm going to capitalize on that one day, Uh, (laughs) but uh, there's, yeah, that's these tiny little aliens or whatever. And they are like uh, on the back of the box, it's got this little maze and you go through the little Mm -hmm. maze and stuff. And then it's like, you got to decipher this code or whatever. And the kid deciphers the code and it says uh, like all of the other ones that people have uh, deciphered are, uh, all of the other ones that the uh, these <laughs> we have to discuss this in a minute. No, you can't interrupt me with a picture that we're here. <laughs> we'll po- we'll post the we'll post the picture. Okay. I'll let you do that. Um, right. Sorry, friends. Back to the story. Um, go, to the, go to Scooby TV on Facebook if you want to see the picture that we're going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, um, little kid deciphers this message on the back of his UFOs box. And it says, um, free our babies. Oh, man. And that scares this kid. And he's like, Mom, <laughs> you got to free these babies. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he doesn't think much of it. So he pours the bowl and he, he pours the milk because that's the appropriate order of which you do things. You pour your cereal first and then your milk. And uh, he begins to... Uh, he gets a spoonful of it. And as he's lifting the spoon up to his mouth, uh, he stops for a moment because he notices motion on his spoon. And when he looks down, uh, the little UFOs cereal pieces uh, hatch. And they're actually little aliens that come out and uh, he screams and he runs around the house. And it's, and this movie's going to have a very like um, gremlins feel to it uh, because these, cereal boxes that have been distributed recently throughout the world are actually 
the means by which um these aliens like procreate it's kind of like um like pollinating you know but they require Mm. they require a host of sorts and so the milk is the primer that starts the process and then uh this boy happened to not eat his spoonful but children all over the world have been eating this cereal and essentially uh hosting all of these aliens that begin to uh overtake these children and then of course they they pop out like a like a beautiful butterfly and uh (laughs) out of these children and so they they literally open up on a boy um and they start crawling out of this boy and i'm mad at you for the picture you just sent (laughs) again (laughs) again i'm not happy with it Um, and i'm sorry for the second interruption of this but uh yeah so uh the the protagonist is this little boy who has this very like gremlins-esque um attack on these aliens and they have to figure out a way to uh inoculate the children uh that have already consumed these eggs and uh in a very earnest scared stupid method instead of throwing milk on the goblins or whatever they are i can't remember the trolls or whatever that make them die they have to Mm. uh they have to drink high fiber cereal oh Oh, you're trying to get children drunk (laughs) (laughs) i'm just piggybacking on the already problematic uh, I was just thinking of them eating the opposite of like their favorite kind of cereals. So oh yeah, like, they all have to eat raisin bran. You have to eat the fiber oats, and they're like, "Oh, what? I want my sugar lumps." And they're like, "No, you have to eat the fiber oats." And then they <laughs> eat it, and they shit out the eggs. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> and then it's just like twenty minutes of like various shots of little boys just blowing up, squatting, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just they're just all out in their backyard, squatted over and pooping. <laughs> yeah, and and this is while, like, eat, while simultaneously eating the bowl of cereal, and oddly this crying, is hitting a little too close to home because like uh, <laughs> I have a toddler who frequently uh, refuses to use the restroom until it's like just enough like just barely (laughs) close enough, you know, very, very, uh, uh, cutting it close to the line there. And, um, so I could just see these, these kids running and like holding their ass cheeks together. Oh God, it's coming (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah, they do. And they, they poop this out and, um, the obligatory government, um, van drives up and tries to like, contain all of these things and stuff and uh, the government the government van uh you see the government van at the uh sewage plant and they're just collecting all the eggs yeah and then we get through we get an et-esque cameo style thing where um you know the government wants to actually use that these aliens or whatever for whatever reason and the boy finds out and has to uh team up with a ragtag group of kids that ride bicycles and fly over the moon and <laughs> that didn't happen in et he didn't fly over the moon he flew into the air <laughs> uh, did you see the fucking movie i'm pretty sure he flew over the moon <laughs> i think that boy went to space and came back <laughs> don't they go isn't there like an et2 no, there's a Mac and Me, which is like a bootleg. <laughs> Mac and Me, oh god, it is. I, I never dances, thought of it. That he, way. he dances around in McDonald's, and it's really creepy looking. 
Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the E.T. ride in Universal because you have to fly on the bicycle to the green planet and save E.T.'s friends by apparently just looking at them. Like, I, I don't really <laughs> understand the premise. You have to fly around and it's like, it's it's kind of like uh, you have a checklist of these creatures that you have to spot in the midst of it, which like there are no real ramifications for if you just closed your eyes and didn't see them because you still win at the end of the ride and it's kind of shitty. Like, they should have put some more, <laughs> some more like... Uh, weight to the situation they could they could have like the men in black thing where you're like moving around shooting at the aliens yeah you you have to shooting saving lasers you have to laser all of et's friends and if you don't get all of them by the end of the ride you just ride it again and like so (laughs) like like they literally do not let you out until you have saved all of them and and at the end do that counter oh you missed a couple (laughs) let me go again sport (laughs) so at the end like in in the real ride at the end et like says your name because you have to like put your name on a card and then they like et's like we took lydia on that ride um my daughter for those of you listening uh we took her on that ride when we were there last year and they're like uh, et standing there he goes lydia be good is like he like says everybody's names and tells them <laughs> to be good for some reason and uh so at the end instead it's just et and he's like you missed one or like you missed two. be better <laughs> get good <laughs> he's, he's like he's like you're a casual um. <laughs> filthy fucking cash <laughs> and instead of his like big glowing finger it's just his big middle finger and he... <laughs> his, his, his forefinger is the only one that was long the other ones were really short yeah it's just this weird little pinky that he sticks up <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it's the middle one. Oh, you know oh you know <laughs> you suck um, <laughs> so yeah that's that's the thing that's that's it. We did it. <laughs> I forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> All right. So, okay. I want to. I want to discuss Toucan Sam's mouth first. Okay. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the mic. Go ahead. Okay. Why does the new Toucan Sam's redesign? Why does he have a mouth on his beak? Like the beak is the mouth, right? That's how birds work. <laughs> I think so. He's got human teeth. Birds don't have teeth. Birds don't have teeth. No, but uh, but some birds do have weird like teeth looking things on their tongue. Have you seen that? Like a goose tongue? Oh. Have you ever seen a fucking goose tongue? Oh yeah, they they're sharp and nut nasty looking. Yeah, they are. And they go. Ah! <laughs> they do, and they um, hate life. But yeah, this is a really strange picture that you can see uh, on our Facebook page, and it's and um, birds also don't have that kind of tongue. Like the original Toucan Sam, he, he doesn't have like that like like that line in the middle of the tongue because most birds' tongues look like little rabbit turds. Yeah, that's an ap- that's an apt way of describing it. <laughs> I've had birds in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but see, like even Toucan Sam, like the the contour of his 
snout on his beak or whatever doesn't make mm-hmm. a whole lot of sense because it's like the top of their beak is not a cylinder right like it looks so round at the bottom <laughs> and there's no way like it, it, so so he's just the way i'm looking at him it looks like he has a triangular beak mouth that comes off the side of a cylinder that comes off of his face like i don't really understand all of his his what for uh, uh as well but it is problematic is- this color gradients on the new one pisses me off too. Okay. I don't know why. Tell me more gradients. about why you're angry. No, get you can't just okay. Let's let's have some context to it. Why are you so mad? Because it looks like the fucking. Uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer Japanese people see Homer, and they use his head to promote stuff, and the design of this new toucan Sam looks exactly like that. The mm. uh, Homer design that they used. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mr. Sparkle. Oh, okay. Mr. Sparkle. Well, can uh, we can we address the fact that his feathers on his head and on his tail are not actually attached to his body? <laughs> they just hover like satellite feathers around the the celestial body that is Toucan Sam. <laughs> the, the Toucan hover. Uh, we're gonna call those toucan moons <laughs> you're in front of the tv and it's making this hard okay so this is mr sparkle yeah That's, okay that this, makes sense. This, this toucan design reminds me of mr sparkle like a fake bootleg ass thing that like yeah i get that i'd like That's it better okay. if homer's hair wasn't attached to his head because that would be a bit more accurate i mean the 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 side part isn't Yeah, his power it's donut. Just, it's just an M that's going along his ear. <laughs> that's true. Did you know that Homer's hair on the side of his head is an M and the shape inside his ear is a G for Matt Groening? Not no. in this picture, but in early Simpsons stuff. I did not know that because I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, him! Uh. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh no! I don't have a life. <laughs> oh, I just right. get pissed off about serial mascots. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> important things in life, especially right now. There's not much to be upset about. So being upset about these serial mascots, yeah, absolutely. This one. This is the first time I've been mad. Well, that and they took away the uh, Cookie Crisp Thief Bandit. Yeah, that guy um, was cool. I'm not fairly invested in in the Cookie Crisp Bandit, but uh, I get that though. I Wasn't was. he like a wolf? Isn't he like a wolf or something? Uh, cookie Crisp. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're, mi- we're we're missing the point. You, you listeners <laughs> out there, if if you two would like to open up on a boy, you can send us your prompts <laughs> at visitradio at gmail dot com and uh, and follow, please... follow us on uh, Scribby TV on Facebook. And Twitch. Yeah. Um, we are we are going to have a Biscuit Dough Radio dedicated Facebook page and things like that, too, at some point. Yeah, but, but right now I think it's easier just to kind of com- converge the, uh, the, the audiences and everything. So that, yeah, so that we can try to get our presence known to those who know us from one thing. Yes. And another thing, you know. Yes, we're working on some artwork for Biscuit Dough, and and we're we're getting things moving. And we appreciate those of you that if, have. If have you shared. have any artwork, if if you want to make any artwork, send that in. Yeah, I absolutely. 
Like if you have like drawing ideas from any of the stories we're telling or anything. Yeah. And and oh, we'll feature it and, and give you credit and, and make you part of our special club. <laughs> i don't like the sound of that I, Come to my special I, club. So there, there's a gravitas in my voice that makes everything i say sound <laughs> away um because you have no enthusiasm about any of it <laughs> <laughs> just will make you part of our special club <laughs> i can't help myself i am not enthusiastic <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we we have a lot of fun here. We, we've had a lot of fun here, folks. But we, we uh, have a lot of fun. <laughs> but the of reality fun. of it all is that we do this for you. Um, so it's time for you to pay up. Share this with your friends <laughs> and family. Um, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we also kind of do it to keep our sanity, just so that we can like survive. Talk about nonsense and get the dumb out of our brains. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> It'll never be fully out. <laughs> it's, it's a temporary release. It comes back. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, share share this stuff with people. Um, if you like it, share it with your enemies if you don't like it. And um, you know, get the word out there because we're gonna be trying to do this weekly if possible, and uh and hopefully your support will allow us to upgrade our sound and our uh, content will never actually be upgraded. It will always be this level of sanity. Um, but uh, damn, we still need a good sign off. Like, obviously, the sign off has to be something about something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all has to be something. Uh, no, so, you know, we'll come up with a good sign off, but in the meantime, uh don't open up on boys does that work is that anything pan in on boys pan never yes. open up on them yes. <laughs> chase that chocolate asshole wait what was it <laughs> it's a cereal asshole <laughs> chase the cereal asshole <laughs> all right i think we've had enough everybody yeah, uh, bye-bye, everyone. Uh, thank you, love you, bye-bye. Thank you, love you, bye-bye. Don't open up a voice. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for listening to Biscuit Dough Radio. Uh, we appreciate uh, you doing so. Uh, this week's special thanks to our good friends Vinny and Joe for submitting our uh, prompts for this week's episode. Uh, we're sorry again for what we did to them, but it was a great time and we appreciate it. Uh, another special thanks to our good friends Imposters the Band for the use of our theme song, Sailors. Uh, you can find a link to their albums and all the work that they're doing in the episode description. And go over there. Give it a buy. It'll be the best thing you've done all day. Anyway, uh, be on the lookout for episode three next week. And until then, stay safe. Bye.